are listening to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and this is episode 141. All links and show notes can be found by going to lifecoachingforparents.com slash 141. Welcome to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself, feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, master certified life coach, teacher, and recovering supermom, Tori Henderson. Hello, supermoms. You did it. You survived the holidays. I hope that you weren't stranded at airports with your kids or uh, freezing to death or oh, all the mishaps that can go wrong at the holidays and seem to have gone wrong this year. I hope that you had a lovely time. You survived. I hope that you're rewarding yourself afterwards for all of your hard work. I hope you enjoyed the uh, Holiday Crazies Challenge that we did just to give yourself some credit for all the hard work that goes into making magic for our children. It's a lot. And I see you. I'm proud of you. I was thinking about you when I was, uh, it was about 1 a.m. on Christmas Eve. I was thinking about all you Christmas super moms out there and trying to do all the things and do it all well. So I, I had a great holiday. It was very lovely with my family. We are gearing up to sell our house in 2023. And so it kind of felt like a last hurrah for us to have Christmas in the house that we've lived in for the last few decades. So it was a little bit sentimental and nostalgic, but it was so busy that I actually missed a week. I Usually I send a podcast out every other week and I may have decided not to do it intentionally, but I didn't. I This was an accident. I didn't realize that it had been three weeks since my last podcast went out. So that's just how the holidays goes. You guys know what it's like. A lot going on and you kind of lose track of time after Christmas. You know, you're like, what day is it again? That's kind of where I'm at. So uh, I am ready for today's podcast because it's New Year's. It is the best time of year to be a life coach. Everyone's gearing up to think, how can I change? How can I make uh, life better? For myself, how can I grow? Which way do I want to expand? So we're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions, of course. Uh, I'm going to be talking about the online vision board workshop that I'm offering in January. It's going to be January 21st, right around the time your New Year's resolutions are starting to wane. That's when I like to do the vision board party so that you don't lose hope and momentum to create the changes that you want to make, but you do it in a way that is very fulfilling and rewarding. So always, before we start thinking about the next year, we want to reflect back on the past year because there's so much to learn. Every experience, every holiday, every grade in school, every year of our life, there's so much there for us to learn and absorb about what we want more of and what we want less of. And just kind of what do we want to take forward and who we, we want to be? So we're going to start off by talking about Emily's daughter, 
who after Christmas did not demonstrate the gratitude and the appreciation that she was hoping to see in her young child. So we'll start with answering that and then we'll get to talking about New Year's and vision board parties. So today's question of the day says, Dear Tori, I should have seen it coming. The hype and high expectations for Christmas to be the most wonderful time of the year seems to cause my child to melt down after all the gifts have been opened. I've seen the pattern now after the last few birthdays and Christmases. Something minor will trigger her and it could be anything and she'll end up in tears. What really sets me off is that she sounds so ungrateful. All the time, effort, money, and energy that I put into giving her a magical Christmas feels wasted when she's crying and yelling about not getting the exact color of the gift she wanted. She sounds so bratty and entitled. I just want to scream right back and not give her anything next year so she can be grateful for what she does have. But of course, a year later, I'm back to spoiling her and trying to make her happy. It's so such a slippery slope, isn't it, super moms? We just want to make our kids happy so that we can feel happy. So how can I make my child appreciate what she receives, remember it's the thought that counts, and focus on the spirit of giving, not the actual gift? So far, her younger sister does not copy her behavior, and I want to figure this out before she does. What's the best way to handle this ungrateful behavior and prevent future meltdowns? Emily. All right, Emily, thank you so much for this question. I think there are so many moms out there who are going to be like, thank you for asking. I just don't think it is commonly talked about, even though it is a common occurrence. So thank you so much, Emily, for writing in. So today's parent educator answer. Well, what goes up must come down. It is not unusual for the anticipation and excitement of holidays and birthdays to cause a crash when things die down. What goes up must come down. You've got all this hype that comes from Christmas movies and Santa stories and class parties and family traditions, and they set these expectations really, really high. So it's only natural for there to be disappointment afterwards. So I would say the top three reasons why kids melt down after a holiday are, number one, the reality doesn't measure up to the high expectations causing disappointment. Totally normal. Number two, there are a lot of emotions around the holidays, positive and negative, just a lot of high, high emotions. And the crying is a healthy release for all of these emotions. Crying and yelling have a negative connotation, but it's actually a way to discharge emotional distress and bring our kids back to homeostasis. <laughs> So that you'll notice after they cry, they might feel better. They might be more affectionate, more loving, dare I say, more grateful after the emotional outburst. And just like parents, right? Sometimes like we feel better after we cry. And sometimes that's just what all we needed was just to get out the yuck. So the third reason why kids might melt down after holiday is because they are out of their routine. So some kids are especially sensitive 
to disruptions in routine, even if it's for fun, exciting reasons. Traveling, staying up late, having family visit, eating different foods, extra sugar, extra hype, all of this can make kids extra cranky. And we know you get cranky, you get tired, you get out of your routine and you're prone to meltdowns. So the best way to prevent future meltdowns is to normalize it. I mean, how many Christmas movies have you watched where kids are throwing tantrums and crying? Not many, especially not because they didn't get the present that they wanted. So we parents think this is abnormal and inappropriate behavior. But is it? Watch and see if your kids look for things to be upset about. Maybe they overreact to a stubbed toe Or maybe they overreact to like a sibling slight just as an excuse to discharge the pent-up emotions of the day or the week. You can also help your kids by maintaining a routine that's similar during the holidays and preparing them for disappointment. So kind of reminding them like, well, you know, last year you, you got disappointed because you didn't get the color gift you want. So this year, let's anticipate you're probably going to be disappointed. How do you want to handle that ahead of time? I think is a really great strategy for our kids just to remind them that they're probably not going to get everything that they want. And disappointment comes along with excitement. Having words to put onto overwhelming feelings can really help kids manage their emotions. So print out a page of emojis or like feeling faces, I call them. You've probably seen this. I had them when I was a teacher in my classroom. We used them all the time. I'll post a link in the show notes here so that you can download a, a picture and print out like all these different emotion faces. And then you can stick it on the fridge. You can talk about at the dinner table, like, what are you feeling right now? And just helping kids identify what emotion they're in, enthusiastic, disappointed, irritable, cranky, whatever, because when you can name it, you can tame it. And it doesn't feel so overwhelming if you can call out what it is you're feeling. So I would suggest... For today's uh, parent educator answer is to use emotional times to help expand your kids' emotional vocabulary. Try to keep up with routines, anticipate disappointments, and normalize the crying without taking it personally that you know you've done something wrong or your kid is ungrateful for all that you've done. So today's life coaching answer what gets in our way from normalizing holiday meltdowns and preparing our kids for disappointment and expanding their emotional vocabulary, our interpretation of their quote-unquote ungrateful behavior. When we view our kids as being ungrateful or entitled, we get enraged. Like there is just heat that comes in when we think they're being ungrateful, they're entitled, they're bratty. It fires us up. It makes us angry. It makes us want to withdraw our kids' privileges, take away toys, which may not be a problem, but we don't want to do it from angry, enraged energy, okay? Because when we believe and perceive our kids' behavior as ungrateful, then We might withdraw our kids' privileges, but we also withdraw our kindness, our compassion, our attention, our love, which can be a problem. 
Because kids, when they're having a meltdown, they need our kindness and compassion. They need us to understand what's happening because they don't understand what's happening. So you can decide to give kids fewer gifts next year, but you can do it from a place of love, not anger, right? You can notice that like, I mean, sometimes kids just get overwhelmed from too many presents. I can remember sitting Christmas morning and, you know, when they're little, especially like grandparents want to give them two to three presents and then aunties give them a couple of presents and then friends and like kids are fun to shop for. So you just end up with just a massive quantity. And also because like toys for kids are not that expensive. And so you feel like, you want to spend enough money to like show how much you love them. And so they end up with just a mountain of gifts and that can be really overwhelming. So I couldn't remember sitting on Christmas morning and just hiding presents under the couches, like slipping them under because I could tell my kids were starting to lose it or they wanted to go play with the one they just opened and they were done with the opening of gifts. So it is absolutely okay to reduce the number of gifts, put some away for later, but doing it from a place of understanding, kindness, and love, not from believing that they're entitled and bratty and therefore I'm going to withdraw it because that just doesn't make us feel good as mamas. You know? So you can teach your kids how to appreciate gift giving and receiving and how to say thank you and to appreciate the kindness, the generosity, not necessarily the gift itself. You can teach them how to receive gifts and give gifts with kindness. It doesn't have to be from a place of my child is entitled and therefore needs to learn this lesson right now <laughs> with frustration from parents, okay? So viewing our children's behavior as ungrateful is just our perception. And it's an interpretation that does not help us parent in the way that we are proud of. So instead, think of their behavior as a result of emotional overwhelm. None of us are at our best when we are tired, cranky, and ate too much sugar. Like think of all the adults having temper tantrums in airports over this holiday season, right? Trying to keep it all together, all the emotions high, trying to pack up the kids, get everybody going in one direction, feeling tired, just wanting to be home, wanting to get your destination and not being able to, having to change plans. Like adults have meltdowns too, okay? I've seen plenty of adults having meltdowns in airports. So it's not just for the kids. It's just too much hype, too much emotional overwhelm. So when your kid complains about their gifts not being perfect, try to ignore the words and remind yourself that it's not about the gifts. It's just a simple case of what goes up must come down. So one of the best ways to help them cope with the holiday hype, I think, is to get them involved in the process. Rather than them just being on the receiving end and kind of looking to them to make the holidays happy and enjoyable for you, get them involved as a giver, not just a receiver. So you might have noticed that when you're responsible for making magic, it doesn't feel so magical. It feels like hard work. So invite your child to get involved with the giving to take the focus off the receiving and just having to be happy, right? So have your child bake cookies for the neighbors and have to clean up afterwards. Have them make an ornament for the teacher, move the elf on the shelf for the little sister so that they have some of the responsibilities so it doesn't just feel like 
it's all kind of a pressure on them to be a happy receiver, that they're also involved with the work in, in it, you know, having them wrap presents for grandma. So she still might melt down, but she will understand and appreciate the effort that goes into giving and uh, bringing the holiday and her expectations back down to earth. Today's Supermom Kryptonite is using New Year's resolutions to fix what's broken. When we see ourselves as not good enough, as problems to be fixed, and we set New Year's resolutions from that mindset, we set ourselves up for failure. Now, granted, there's a lot of us out there that love the perfectionistic fantasy that 2023 will turn us into a completely different version of ourselves. It gives us a little bit of a dopamine high to imagine that we could set a push a reset button on and leave all of our imperfections behind in 2022 and suddenly become a disciplined, energetic, patient, plant-based, exercise-loving, self-prioritizing enthusiast. Like I get the desire to have a fantasy come to life. And that 2023 is going to be the year that this will all happen. I spent many, many years on this fantasy. But as fun as this perfectionism is, it is today's supermom kryptonite. Because three weeks from now, when you are back to your old self and your old ways, then you've piled another quote unquote failure onto your psyche and your self-perception, which is not and then you just go back right back to thinking I'm not good enough as I am. So today's Superman Kryptonite is do not set New Year's resolutions from a not good enough place. You are not a problem to be fixed. You are a wonderful and amazing person who loves to grow and expand yourself in beautiful new directions. Do not make New Year's resolutions from not enough. Before you make anything about the future, I want you to look back at 2022 and write down a minimum of 20 things that are wonderful about you. 20 things that you did in the last year that you love, that you are proud of. Where in the last year did you feel most alive? Did you feel like the best version of you? What in 2022 did you work hardest to achieve? What were the highlights of your year? What experiences did you create for your family that went really well, that you enjoyed? What routines and traditions did you maintain? Where did you break from routine and tradition that worked for you? Who is someone in 2022 that really valued your presence in their life? Who were you really grateful to have with you in the last year? Spend some time thinking about what is wonderful and awesome about you and about your last year. Do not set a goal until you are marinating in your own awesome sauce. Fill yourself up, vibrate with the energy of your goodness, and then choose which area to expand from believing you are already good enough as you are. Today's Supermom Power Boost is to set the intention to be more me in 2023. So many Supermoms think the energy is static. 
either you're a high energy person or a low energy person. Maybe you have energy in the morning and it's drained and depleted by the evening. But energy is something you can create. If you feel low on energy and you want more, you can generate more energy. And there's different ways to do it. But one of the best ways I found to generate energy is by creating a vision board. This isn't just a visual representation of your goals. There is a certain technique that I have perfected over the years that cuts through the mental clutter and that kind of logical left brain that likes to set goals. And it connects us with our higher self this version of ourselves that's connected with the divine. So we're socialized to think that we should all want the same things. We all are supposed to want to be skinny and fit and have lots of money and nicely organized, clean houses and enriching activities for the kids with relaxing vacations. Like like there are certain things that society tells us we're supposed to want. But it's our higher self that knows what is really right for us. And learning how to listen to this still small voice is the key to creating a truly enriching and meaningful life that is right for you. Because what's right for me may not be right for you. And like, I think of this CrossFit, we have a CrossFit near our house and I always see these runners jogging around. And so every time I drive by, I will look at them and I think, hmm, does my higher, what does my higher self have to say about that? Do I want that? Is there a piece of that that's right for me? Or do I not want that? And I use it as a practice to listen to culture telling me I should want it. And then listening to my house, my higher self and say, is that where I'm feeling called and pulled this year right now? Is that my priority? And just being able to tap into that still small voice that, and for me, it's very physical feeling in the body. It's not in the brain. It's how does my body respond when I look at them doing their running? And so far, my body and my hair self has said, nope, that's not, that's not it for us this year. Who knows what next year we'll bring, but I'm not feeling it today. Okay. So I'm going to do a workshop, a vision board workshop that's going to teach you how to listen to your higher self, how to listen to this still small voice and how it communicates with you so that you make sure that whatever goals you're setting for yourself in the next year, they're the right goal for you. That's going to give you the most bang for your buck. That's going to make you feel like the best version of you. So this online vision board party is going to take place on Saturday, January 21st. And it is a three-hour online workshop, which will be recorded. So if you have to jump off early, that's totally fine. Come in your jammies, (laughs) stay in bed. And we're going to really take some time on this Saturday morning to get clear about what you want for you so that you can be more of me in 2023. So first hour of the workshop, we're going to talk about how to tell the difference between the socialized brain telling you what you should want and the intuitive brain guiding you in the right direction for you. The second hour, we're going to be looking through magazine photos. So I want you to bring magazines, print things off the internet, bring photos. We're going to use them to practice this, listening to our higher self, figuring out what our higher self says yes to and no to, and then creating a physical vision 
board for what we want in 2023. We're going to make it right there on the call. So it's not going to be just talking and listening the whole time. There's going to be quiet time for you to turn inward and create this vision board. And then in the third hour, we're going to be using the messages from our higher self to set specific goals. How are we going to put this uh, intention into action? How are we going to overcome our fears and our resistance so that you can create more of me in 2023? So that 2023 will be the year that is designed specifically for you, by you, so that you can be the best version of you. It's a lot of fun. It's fun to do it together with other moms. It's fun to take that time, set this time aside to to turn inward. Because as moms, you know, it is very hard to find time to focus on what you want for yourself and what is important and and a priority for you. And it's going to create energy. So then after the workshop, you can look at this board and get your juices flowing, get into the emotional state of having those dreams come true. Marinate in your own awesome sauce so that you can use that to take steps that are sometimes boring and tedious and unfun, but you've got the juice and the motivation and the emotions already set in place to make those dreams come true. I have been using this technique for years. It has worked so well for me. It is the one thing I keep coming back to year after year and to the point where I can trust it now and I know what to listen to in my brain and what to ignore and what signs to watch out for to lead me to the life that's right for me. It's what helped me with the the plan to sell my house and to be more of a remote uh, worker, to do some traveling, some live in Costa Rica for a while, where I'm going to be traveling abroad more and doing these workshops and podcasts and doing coaching my clients from beautiful places around the world. And it's just uh, a very reliable method. So I hope that you will join me. You can go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash 2023 to sign up for this vision board workshop. And I do have a discount for early bird registration. So make sure you go when you hear this, sign up right away so that you can save 30 bucks on registration. All right, super moms, thank you so much for listening. I will love you and leave you and hope to see you on the 21st of January. Take care. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question and you can send me a voicemail recording or write me an email and I'll answer it on the air. Thanks again. Have a great day.